0: Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond.
1: And I'm your co-host, Ice Artificio.
0: And today we have Sam Johnson from Crisp. Sam, it's really nice to have you on
1: hi thanks so much for having me yeah we're super excited to have you on um for starters can you tell us more about yourself and about your company chris sure yeah so i'm a content marketer working in the areas of food and technology i've been in the food industry for several years now had my own agency that helped cpg brands and restaurant hospitality brands with all things marketing before joining the food world, I was in tech, worked at Dropbox, and got really into content marketing and the technology context that way. And now I get to join those worlds together at Crisp, which is really fun. Crisp is a data platform for the retail industry. It connects data sources between retailers, distributors, and suppliers, helping each player in the supply chain with data transparency to make better decisions. Our mission is actually to reduce food waste. Our founders discovered that the cause of a lot of food waste in the retail supply chain is actually slow moving, inaccurate data, which impedes the supply chain's ability to connect supply and demand. So that's our goal. But data transparency in general helps with a lot of other business objectives in the sales and marketing, keeping the shelves stocked and, and efficiency and all that. So it's a, it's actually a double bottom line company. Very cool. And
0: tell us a bit about what the content marketing space looks like within Crisp. What do you do? What are you focused on? Tell us a bit about your role and the part you play.
1: Yeah. So I think we have multiple goals in content marketing at Crisp. Ultimately, we are trying to educate prospective customers and partners about what Crisp does and more broadly about the use and importance of data in the supply chain. But also, I think we're really trying to inspire our audience with content that will help them succeed as entrepreneurs in food, which can be a really challenging and exciting field. There's a lot of challenges in the food space. There are, you know, obviously this past year has been disruptive in particular for the grocery business. There's changing consumer behavior. There's retailers that are redefining their product mixes. And there's obviously all the supply chain disruptions that we've heard about in the headlines pretty much every week. So there's a lot of challenges for food brands. And I think what we're trying to do with our content is really meet them where they are and help tell stories and provide educational materials that really help them achieve those goals. So that's what we're trying to do. I think other challenges in general with content marketing, you know, in the tech space is probably just finding ways to figure out how to tell a story about what you do that, you know, the super nerdy things that your product does that make it special, finding ways to tell that in a compelling way. You know, I write about data all day. So a big challenge for me is figuring out how to talk about data in a way that's actually interesting and exciting to non-data people. You know, a lot of crisp customers are actually like sales and marketing managers or CEO entrepreneurs who have just launched a snack brand, you know, quit their day job to launch a snack brand that's now on grocery shelves. So kind of telling data stories to people who maybe, you know, they didn't get up in the morning to talk about data. So finding a way to make that interesting. And that's where I think the most successful thing we've been up to lately has been customer stories and really using them as the way to surface all the content that that we want to share.
0: I love that. Let's dive into that a bit. How do you go about really creating these engaging customer stories? Like, where does that process start? And how have you found your process of being successful doing this?
1: Yeah, it starts with identifying a great customer who has a real hero's journey story. And they all do actually, you know, food brand entrepreneurs have really great stories. And so We start by identifying them and figuring out what their growth trajectory has been since launching their brand and what the process has been for them breaking into retail. You know, what are their lessons learned? What are the challenges along the way? What were the big breaks that maybe got them, you know, nationally on retail shelves? And then what did they do after that? So our goal is to be kind of inspiring to other entrepreneurs about those journeys, but also to tell tangible takeaways for navigating the retail space. We do case study interviews. That's how we always start the process. And we leave them pretty open ended to try to get that real story about the brand's growth and what that process has been like for the entrepreneurs. And the goal with the content is, you know, it's not super self-serving. We don't put crisp at the center of it, but it also really does showcase the ways that the data and the insights you get from the data can actually totally transform your business. So I realize, you know, for instance, that Certain products actually do much better in other regions and redefining your distribution that way or figuring out a really compelling case to your buyers to prove that you're not just an L.A. vegan brand, but one that has national legs, for instance. So figuring out how to tell those stories in a way that is, I think, tangible, you know, both tangible and inspiring for leaders. I love that. Absolutely inspiring. Now that we're transitioning to a post COVID, sort of not post COVID world, are you seeing any changes in how you tell your content or your hero's journey? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, as a content writer, I'm getting a little tired talking about COVID. I know it's on everybody's mind, but I just also think people want a little bit of escape from it. So, you know, I think for me, it depends. If the story has really been impacted by COVID, then I want to tell that story. So, you know, we have had case studies where one of the brands found that consumer behavior was very different in the pandemic and the sales Mm -hmm. of their product changed pretty drastically. And they needed to rethink their whole distribution model as a result of that and kind of refocus their products in areas where consumers were actually still using it or excited about it. And they actually used Crips data to do that. So that was a really cool story. And I think one Mm -hmm. that does resonate for other brands whose sales have been impacted by changing consumer behavior this year. Otherwise, I try to I try to give us something else to think about when I can. Mm, Totally. Totally. I was going to say one thing that we have noticed with our customers all around is like during the pandemic, this idea of collaborating with your retailers and your distributors has been more important than ever and has helped with the supply chain disruption. So we certainly advocate for best practices around like how to collaborate and share data to get through these times.
0: I love that. When it comes to finding these customers that have really, you know, had these success stories to tell how do you go about finding those and and how do you get their time i I know a lot of them are probably very busy especially supply chain grocery all this is it just a matter of kind of looking over all the customers taking a guess at you know who might have good stories and then asking them for their time or give us a bit of insight into that process
1: yeah. In terms of the selection on our side, I would say there's a couple ways we look at it. One is by category. You know, we love being able to fill in different categories like salty snacks and frozen desserts to kind of fill out the, the story and make sure every reader can see something reflected in themselves in the categories we show. Also, we've even had you know, our customer success manager go onto our data about our product and see like who the power users are. So we know who definitely has a good story within the company, but you know, who's actually using the product the most. So that's some of how we look at it on our side, but we've really found that so many of these brands are really excited to participate. Everybody's pretty much been an enthusiastic yes. And I think one of the reasons for that is that we present it as really a joint marketing opportunity. You know, we use these case studies in our blog posts. We use them in lead behinds. We put them on social media. They're in ads. We're actually doing our first case study video as well. So now we'll have like a video format. And that can be really great exposure for the brands. And what we've also found, which we weren't necessarily expecting, is that we've gotten a lot of pickup from these in different trade outlets and publications. So Uh they haven't even published. Yeah. So it's been a great PR thing for both Crisp and for the brands. So it's been really easy for them to sign on to this. You know, and tell the story.
0: I love that. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is format, distribution, all that. What channels have you found to be most successful in terms of just getting traction and viewership and all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the blog format is really nice because that's where we can go the longest form with sharing the stories about the brand. We can certainly do smaller snippets, but to really provide that full journey The blog has been a great format for that. I'm really excited about this video. We've made them really fun and really reflective of the unique brand personalities of the different customers that we're representing. So I think that will be really cool. And then, yeah, the PR component has been really great, both in terms of outlets publishing the full case study, but also being able to use those quotes. The quotes that our customers provide about how data has informed what they do in their entrepreneurship and grocery retail have also been used in all kinds of other articles. So that's been really nice too.
0: Awesome. Very cool. And how did you set up that PR component? Uh, Was it just a natural thing that came together or where did that come from?
1: Yeah, I have to say we are in the habit of sharing different things that we're working on and seeing if it uh, is out of interest. And, you know, I don't know if we had much of an expectation going in that it would be, but we shared the first few case studies we wrote and we saw, you know, the first two got picked up right away. So, now it's just kind of a part of what we can offer to the brands, but also just a part of the process to share with the outlets. Very cool. Well, this has been
0: amazing to have you on the podcast and share all your wisdom and insights here. Any last key takeaways for the listeners, and any anything they should walk away from this is takeaways, key insights, words of wisdom, any of that.
1: Yeah, if I can think of one key insight, it would probably be just advocating for your reader and being the voice of the reader within your company. You know, I see that a lot in job descriptions for like product managers or in sales to be the voice of your customer. And I think for marketing, especially content marketing, it's really being the voice of your reader and positioning everything you do with the lens of, you know, is this going to be truly informative or inspiring or both for them? And that may mean, you know, saying no to certain things that might seem obvious from a marketing perspective. But in the end, you know, what you come out with when you use that lens, I think is much more valuable and higher performing content. So that would be my number one takeaway. And then also just finding ways to have fun with your subject matter. You know, even if it's a B2B product, even if it's technology, even if it's data, uh, you can still find <laughs> ways for that. To stop, so. That's great. It looks like you guys oh. have had your own uh, version of an exciting hero's journey. Thank you so much, Samantha. (laughs) Thank you for your time today.
0: Uh, Thank thank you, Samantha. Samantha.